and welcome to you have a, to start over. That sounds terrible. I, feel like. I have fake COVID because I got another <laughs> shot, like, so I'm like dying. It is. All right. I'll do the here we are, I feel like. Here we are and welcome to a summer blockbuster edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast because we're recording this on Memorial Day weekend, the official beginning of summer. The local pools are opening and, you know, summer movies are ahead. Well, some actually I think technically already came out. But it's a good time to talk about summer movies. Can I and, can I say but, something? But but before we get going, Lily has something to I, say. I need to say something. So I read the notes that Shai so dutifully put together this week for the summer uh, blockbuster preview. And my first thought was, I should be fired from this podcast because I have not heard of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second thought it was your was, idea by the way lily should get credit yeah, for coming up with the theme i came with the episode. idea and then when you put it together i was like first i should be fired because i it's like a jumble of words i never <laughs> heard of i was like is he trolling me did he make up all these movies and then the second thing i thought was well you know what i feel like we're doing a public service because i can't be the only one who hasn't heard of most of these movies so people should know what's like coming out. I, I focused like on the movies I had heard from though for this episode. There were a lot that I hadn't heard of in the in just in the Time Magazine top thirty of the summer, which was Jeez. our basis. If anyone wants oh. to see, if anyone wants to look at the time most anticipated movies of the summer, that's a good accompaniment for for this. Uh, Becky, how are you doing? I did not sleep last night, so I'm a little bit jumbled around, but. I'm okay. Do, do you I want have, ice cream sandwich? Oh, you know, we're in yeah. that like Memorial Day weekend, sort of just kind of having some good food. Like we're not like having people over. We're just like, it's Memorial Day weekend. We should eat ice cream every day. Oh, last um, night. And it is taking its toll. Last night I ordered during, <laughs> while Allie was making dinner, just on the sly, I went to this website. It's called GoPuff that Leah Jones told me yeah. about. It's like Instacart, but they just it seemed to shop in the candy aisle as far as I can <laughs> tell. amazing. And that's where you got me your, all the popcorn. Yeah, and uh, I ordered... All the popcorn. Actually, you know what? No, in the end, I went to Instacart because I wanted bigger tubs of ice cream. But I got Snickers flavored ice cream from Breyers, Reese's flavored ice cream, Reese's peanut butter cup, not pieces, a fudge brownie friendlies ice cream, which was gross. It was not good. Ooh. And these tiny little Twix ice cream bars that were delicious. Those might have been the best ones that I had last night. Anyways, I had a little sampler of each one. It was delicious. Perfect for Memorial Day weekend and Shavuot, which is also this weekend. One of the lesser known, most important Jewish holidays was just happening. All right. And in some ways, maybe in the olden days, Shavuot was the kickoff of the summer movie season. Like you were in the desert you're headed to Jerusalem to the Temple Harvest Festival. You're like it's so hot. I need some. I need some dairy. And you'd get there. The you'd get there. You'd eat some, some blintzes. Goat's milk. And you'd watch <laughs> yeah. projected on the Western Wall, whatever the superhero movie of the what summer is. DC era was. And mm-hmm. this summer we're going to start with a little Byron Man, and then I'm going to just ask some questions uh, to you both, and uh, whether or not you know what I'm talking about, I can always count is on it, you to have opinions. Is, is it more fun for me not to know what these I, I always are? think on this show it is more fun for people not to know what we're talking about? Okay, which is why I count on you both as great co-hosts because you can show up and know a lot or a little, and you're still great. Okay, so there are some superhero movies coming out, 
And uh, uh, I'm going to put three up for you. The Flash, which at this point is only being advertised as a Batman movie. I mean, <laughs> to me... And, the, and Michael Keaton. The commercial oh, for this movie oh, is right. only Batman. Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton is the Batman. Right. <laughs> like, <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> which is, for a lot of reasons, probably a good idea. Then there's Spider-Verse 2 across the Spider-Verse. And then there is Blue Beetle. Which I made up for this podcast. Yeah, you made that up. You couldn't come not. up with a better That's title not a for movie. a superhero movie. Or is this like is two truths and a lie? No. Two fake ones, two real <laughs> movies, <laughs> and a fake one. Because Blue Beetle is not even, you didn't even make an effort no. <laughs> for that. I think it's with the kid from Cobra Kai. What? what like, There's a lot of kids in Cobra Kai. Is this Kai. a property that was existed before you made it up? Is yeah, the Blue Beetle's been around for a long time, but they, but, they, but they're reaching. using the most recent iteration. A Mexican teenager finds an alien beetle that gives him super-powered armor. And this is a DC mm. superhero. Oh, I knew it was DC. Ugh. Trash. And yeah, it stars uh, Cholo Mar- yeah. Mariduena, who is in... He's, who is in, um, um, he's um, Miguel, right? No, that's right. He's pretty Cobra good. Kai? Yeah. I like but that kid a lot. I've never heard of the Blue Beetle. They're really reaching. The Blue Beetle is sort of a lesser known Justice League character. And lesser they... known is a nice way to put it. <laughs> okay. Known. But based on so, which of these are you most excited? I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify the Spider Verse, obviously. Spider Verse. <laughs> okay, so you like, buy the Spider Verse. I'm gonna like, buy. It eclipses anything in its category. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm buying Spider Verse, even though um, it's supposedly it's going to be very sad. It's supposedly very emotional. If they kill, oh, I don't care. If they kill if they, the the dad no, bod Spider Man, I will be very. No, they're sad. not because he has a baby in it. So I don't. Okay, I just that don't would feel be like too they're much. Kill right? him. He has a baby. Okay. Oh my god, I haven't even wanted to see the trailer. Didn't you, you notice seen... in the trailer he, he has, has like? No, no, I haven't. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the trailer because I'm just like I don't want anything to spoil it. I'm um, so made. I'm so, so excited. I'm going to buy Spider-Verse wholeheartedly. Then hot take, I'm going to rent Blue Beetle and Men the Flash because bad Ezra Miller it's a lot of you drama. Know, kid has seem... a whole lot of messy drama around him. And while I love that Michael Keaton's in it, I'm not running to see it. I feel like I'm more interested in supporting Miguel and going to see his like knockoff the movie that Shy invented. Fake superhero movie that Shy just like made up and put a Wikipedia page up for right before we started <laughs> podcasting. He's um, like, and Shy like, made one of those fake trailers like the other day. Yeah, yeah. I, watched, <laughs> I 100% watched a trailer for the live action Moana. That's not real. Like somebody <laughs> made that. I was like, Ari, they're making a... And then after I finished, I was like... This is fake news. This is not real. <laughs> is it? No. Exactly. So Shaggy made the Blue Beetle trailer. Um. So that, and then I will, I will watch the flash because I'm so excited for Michael Keaton. But how much do we want to bet he's going to be on screen for like three and a half minutes? And you know what? I'll catch it on streaming. You can just tell me which part. I, to so my only, to. my so I agree with Becky's rankings. My only question is, is the overall, the overall, how do you send the message to the DC studio? That we want Michael Keaton Batman movies. That all this proves to us that with today's technology and stunt doubles and whatever, we just want Michael Keaton. We just want if Tom Cruise can be out there, right? Keaton can be back. And 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 100%. now to and the fact that in the latest commercial they have him saying, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." It means oh there is God. enough money to pay him because there's no way Michael Keaton would have been willing to do all of that again had they not paid him enough. Really, I feel like he would. They make so. They has to be 
they burn money. There has to be money to pay Keaton. I actually the think they have of a super... money incineration department where they it's called just like this. It's called the Superman movies. Like piles <laughs> of money on fire. Like, okay, yeah. so I think we're all we're all agree. I do really want to see the Keaton parts of that, but I will I will wait to see them uh, on streaming. Um, okay, and next. I and I hope that James Gunn at the top of the DC universe will will hear the message that everyone wants Keaton Batman. However. However, I also think that Batman exists in his own plane anyway, because no matter what, they can always make a Batman movie that's successful, right? Like they made the Nolan Batman movie. So where does the Batman? The the, oh, the batters God. the pat that's in his own the pat separate bat Batterson. bat universe. That's like that's, that's, a, different yeah, that's bat like the way Nolan's it. Batman. It exists in its own Batman world. Got it. Um, it might exist in the same one as the Joker. Who knows? Of that weird creepy joker Ugh, but just just yeah which one the wakeen phoenix one yeah the one yeah phoenix. that they're making a but sequel you never too. know they're making a sequel with just why Malia de with gaga as harley quinn i mean just, i love gaga but i do but honestly, I, I wish they would cast her in a like in a in a in a role that isn't seem like it's from a lady gaga video Right. Like, I just want to see her play like a Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny character. Right. I was about to say a Goldie a comedy, Hawn an action movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure she'll be fabulous in this. I'm just saying that, like, I'm just know. not interested. There's nothing about it that is interesting to me. All right. Next. All right. Animated films. There's, well, there's two animated films I knew about. And then I had to Google. And I guess this last one counts as an animated. And that is the new Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Which looks like it's made in the style of Spider Verse. Okay, Elemental just wrote turtles on here, so I was like, "What? I've never heard of a movie called Turtles." <laughs> yeah, it's like Cars. <laughs> it's right. A, I was like, "It's just no." A but bunch you've of seen turtles? the commercial for Mutant Mayhem. Have you seen the commercial I for the? Guess new... I I've been down on my trailers. They're so like I mean, actual this in this version. They're actual teenagers. Yeah, this one, oh. which I feel this, like a lot. This of looks like the Spider Verse of Ninja Turtles. Are they in movies. costume? What are well, you no, talking they're about? Actual, they're not people they're, in costumes. They're, they're, they're no, it's an, anima- it's an animated movie. Oh, it's animated. Sorry. Okay. It's it's animated Sorry. the way Spider-Man is animated. What conversation are you in right now? No, no, I just, <laughs> it's like, I was just one. imagining like the original and how much, how amazing it uh, was and how I much mean, I loved first, it. I mean, the first, the first Jim Henson one maybe, so maybe it could be so like So when we said in the animation category, in the style of Spider-Verse, you were like, In fairness, the last one I'm going to give you, I didn't know was animated. I had to Google and find out. So then there's elemental the latest from pixar which is the one with where instead of joy and uh sadness it's fire and water become friends but they're like they're interesting i think they're supposed to be lovers lovers (laughs) and then there's one called strays which looks like on my phone the elemental like trailer does the eternal come up below it? Oh, sorry. I can't comes see. Comes up below it's it. The fake Moana trailer. I can't see. Moana. It's just it's just a blurry screen, Lily. Sorry. I only take off that. To put it where you're put it in front of your face. Oh, that's a good point. It's just the fake Moana. <laughs> it's a fake Moana trailer. And then there's something called Strays that looks like that looks like Homeward Bound, but the dogs I guess can talk. Uh. So they can like talk in Homeward smooth? Bound. I don't know. I didn't watch the trailer. I just it just counted as animated. When I googled it, oh, but that's the, other the two one that's um, is that uh, what's his face from Family Guy? Is that his? Is the it his? We, 
that we saw. Oh, that's yeah, the one yeah, with the yeah. cursing dogs. Okay. Yeah, Will, Will that, Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. that's my meh. Okay. I thought Elemental okay. was going to be my meh, but now Strays is my meh. And then Elemental. But but the only one of these I really, 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 really want to see is the new Turtles. Looks like it could be the best Ninja Turtles thing ever made. I can't wait At least it. since the one we saw when we were kids. 100% agree. All right. Legacy properties. I sort of mashed together things that have existed. This is a great category. Since right. we were teenagers, essentially. in in At least since we were teenagers in film. And so there is the new Little Mermaid. And then there is Which Indiana Jones. great reviews, right? That got great reviews. I don't know. Indiana Jones did. and the Dial of Destiny. And then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, even though it's okay. Mission Impossible. Dead 9. Reckoning Dead Reckoning Part One is I, the big buy for sure. I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna say because it's the way that like I know we'll get Mike Roberts back on this podcast. Well, no, that's we're obviously we're pre-booking in advance. Mike yes. Roberts will just no, gotta, I am so he'll have to come on and movie. do Mission Impossible. Dead Becky Reckoning does love these movies, though. Too. I love these movies. I I just I'm so excited for it. Uh, Indiana Jones is my rent, even though I already have tickets to see Little Mermaid tomorrow with my kids. Because and here's why Little Mermaid is my man. Because the runtime, this is a children's movie. The runtime, this was before previews, 135 minutes. That's two hours two and, and a quarter, two and a quarter hours. Well, now you're just like confusing us with math. Is two that... hours and 15 minutes. That's a very, and then a half hour a chill, previews. And then a half hour then, previews. That so is you're going to have to do a pee break. You, I mean, I don't, I just don't, we're going. Well, Kiss the Girl is usually a good time to take a pee break. Like, that song's gonna, okay, but you can go to the bathroom during it. I was going to take the kids alone and then decided I need a second parent for when my younger one will have a nervous breakdown and need to leave because she cannot sit in a movie theater for three now, hours. Okay, so. This is an avatar, people, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it seems unreasonable. Right, it just seems made, like a huge error. They really, you could not get the runtime down on this children's movie, right? Because the there's already a like version. Four minutes. There's the already a version is, of it that is eighty-four minutes. So yeah. what are they adding? Um, right, like that, yeah. What are they? A lot of backstory. Exactly. What I could wonder if we're getting add? Ursula's origin story. Oh please, uh, no origin stories. No origin story. Also, the main character doesn't talk for the whole movie. So, like, what's happening? So here are my thoughts on The Little Mermaid. Number one, there's like, I'm 50-50. In general, I vote unnecessary to remake these movies that were bona fide, perfect. Well, not perfect, but classics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But The Little Mermaid, as like Aladdin, or sorry, Aladdin is an example of one that was made live action. action is so good. I love live action Aladdin. And I like the updates to the characters particularly the addition of uh, Nassim Pedrad's character and Jasmine's more interesting and I think of all of the different Disney princesses in particular Ariel could use some updates so I think there's a lot of potential here but in general this isn't something I'm rushing yeah, to like she still loses see. her voice and only gets it back if she kisses someone so, is that still the plot? I'm what I want to know is, and I want to know if Lily remembers this. I want to know, Becky, what the biggest thing I need reported back is my favorite scene in the original movie is Les Poissons, Les Poissons. And <laughs> Lily and I used to occasionally pantomime Les Poissons, Les Poissons I do remember. Uh, together um, uh, as like a sort of like live dinner theater at our house. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's great. So, 
And wow. so, uh, you guys I, remember my kindergarten birthday party that was Little Mermaid themed? I remember and your cake. Mom made me nope. a cake that had blue jello in jello. the middle as the lagoon, Ooh, like cool. an aerial doll. Yeah, yeah. Cool. what wasn't probably so good is the part of the birthday party where we flipped a little kid table over. And I made Evan Wexler sit in the middle of that table with me while everybody sang Kiss the Girl around us as if they were the sea creatures and we were in the boat. Like that's You not did healthy. that with parental yeah, supervision? Like, yeah, like that's not healthy. That was mom and dad. Mom and dad allowed that to happen. Very, I have a very clear memory of that. Remember best. that wooden table we had in the basement when we were kids? That yeah. like little kids wooden table flipping it over, pretending it was the boat. And then we sat in the middle. And then everybody had to like sing along. To and mom put us. the music on and like made a kid. I mean, I remember this distinctly. Maybe this was just a Look, different Becky was very directive with his birth- or their birthday parties. I like, was just looking not- forward to getting out of mine without too much anxiety. That might have been a separate memory of having kids over and playing, but that for sure happened. And the Ariel <laughs> birthday cake happened. So my so, mind, uh, what you're saying the is bed. there's really valuable lessons <laughs> from this movie. Uh, well, saying, like, I, if there's looking, anything you want to teach a five-year-old, it's how to snag a man. I'm looking forward to hearing a review. <laughs> if Becky comes back and says, this is something really special to see on the big screen or her kids want to see it again, then I'll definitely consider going. But I got to go with Indiana Jones as my number one. Mission Impossible. My thing with Mission Impossible is that my favorite part about Mission Impossible at this point is when Mike Roberts comes on our show to talk about Mission Impossible. But I, I can't like tell you... Be- Anything that happened in any of the movies except the first one. I know. I don't remember anything either. I feel like you didn't like the last Indiana Jones. No, no. The, well, it seems the to me. I'm going to pause at the, the number ones just aren't it's good. It's not good. I mean. The, 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 uh, the ending is that there's aliens. I liked that part. I thought that was cool. Oh, I don't remember. How As a remember guy who believes thing? in aliens, you know. And, and Shia LaBeouf is his oh, son. There we go. Yeah. The, the, there were the Shia LaBeouf part. There was the part where. John Hurt is possessed. Right? Like those parts to me, they're nuking the fridge. Like those things were dumb, but there were a lot of cool things in that, in that, in that one. It could have been <laughs> better. We're just a little all over the place, but I think James Mangold. Now his son is like out. out. He's not do a great back. job. You say James Franco? James Mangold is directing the new one. Oh, I was like, oh, and it has your your flea bag. <laughs> I, I took that flea bag. Yeah, I'm excited that she's in it. She plays the bridge. what's his face's daughter, his niece, daughter. Who's what's his face? Oh, Indiana Jones? I don't think. No, not Indiana Jones. It's like friend's daughter. Which one? He had a friend. Yeah, he had. Well, there was the old man that was his dad's friend that was played by Denim Elliott. I don't remember his first. No. And then there's Sulla, played by John Rhys Davies. He looks a lot like T.O. Harry. No, that's not who she plays. Oh yeah, that's okay. Anyways, I think we're we're getting all right. So we're done there. All right. Then there's like a horror sci-fi comedy, and truthfully, I buy all of these, but I won't buy all of these. The Blackening. I don't know if you've seen a preview for that, but that looks really yeah, it's very funny. Then I I, yeah, I don't know what that is. They cloned Tyrone, which has also don't know what that is. Yeah, but you know what it has. You know what it has in it. It has John Boyega, Tiana Paris, and or Tiana Paris and Jamie Foxx in a sci-fi satire about like cloning. I hope Jimmy and Fox is okay. He I hope he's okay too. What an amazing actor of our time. But that, that it just looks like my kind of weird and funny and smart. Right. So I'm excited to and see that. And then the Meg, you have to the Meg, Meg too. I mean, oh I've God. been on the ground floor of the Meg. Ari just looks like I'm just very excited for the stills from that movie and like all the scenes with the attack. Like he he's so obsessed with that, it's like the shark, the whole thing. 
So I'm going to go with, I'm going to buy the clone Tyrone because that cast is just amazing. The Blackening is a close second with a rent. I saw the preview. It looks awesome. I'm only going to med the Meg because I don't think the Meg needs my help. Like I'm going to see the Meg no matter what. So my med is, it's not, it doesn't need to be in this competition. Yeah. Even though I'm. That is the strangest rationalization for a man I've ever heard. But as if any of these films are going total sense to Lily. As if only if these films are going, if only Shy goes to see us, that's the support we need. Well, we know that's how Avatar feels about you. Obviously. Especially when I see it multiple times in theaters. I'm still sad I didn't go a third time. I should have gone a third time. But now you can go to Disney and like go to the actual Avatar mm, world. Maybe that's what I want to do for my 40th birthday. <laughs> the Disney Avatar. That's what Amanda's doing. My friend Amanda, that's what she's doing. Mm, I, was like, I Becky, get it. Becky would love that. But I would kind of, I like, might just need to go alone, you know, so I could really enjoy it. <laughs> and um, last, all right. last but not I least. I love this because this one is called Inanimate. one I've heard of. Inanimate objects. So these are. Well, because I was telling one of, I was telling everybody that one of these is a documentary for a very long time. Get um, out, Becky. I have, I, Becky, I also have a question. Speaking of inanimate object, is your microphone just a prop microphone, or are you going to turn it on? Hundred percent a prop mic, not plugged in. I don't. It's like it's not even lighting up. I don't think it's on. I like so Lily's. Just... Lily's tones are so dulcet, and then. And then Becky's like. I love Mission Impossible. <laughs> I think it's actually broken. It's like legit not working. No, you just have to plug it in. No, it is plugged in. It's not. It's plugged in. It's not working. It's not lighting up. It's not that I have the wrong setting on. It's just no. But it's, maybe it's not plugged into the back of it. No, it is. All right, we'll keep All going. Right. That's why I didn't know it wasn't working because it's plugged in everywhere it's supposed to be. I guess plugged you can't in, hear yourself. But it's not. It's so in, a, in, in inanimate objects, inanimate objects. I'm using my AirPod speakers now. Is this marginally better? Yeah, you're fine. In a, inanimate objects. Um, so these are inanimate objects. One is Barbie, which wins everything. That which looks, is yeah, that's the only so one on this list. Gran I'm, I'm Turismo. Honestly, I'm I'm not going to see the other two. I, there's no point on this category. What's grand? What what is that based on? That's it's a car racing game? one based on a video game where I guess kids race cars virtually or okay the list of things i don't care about (laughs) video games cars car racing teenagers (laughs) (laughs) all the things i don't want to teenagers doing teenagers playing a video game i i I didn't really understand the preview i just they made it seem like it was a true story (laughs) <laughs> That's what Maggie thought as a documentary. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> no, this is the one. No, no, I'll get to the other one. The ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver based on a true story. So it's like there the Wiz. So here's my thing about race. The Wizard. Seven. The Wiz is the. All oh, right, the Michael Jackson. I'm very Wait, tired. On, the Wizard. You knew what I meant, on. though. You knew before what I meant. So. Race car driving. People are obsessed with this. It's this really big deal. And they talk in the preview, because I've seen the preview, about how you're going at the G-forces and your insides are shaking. And it's like this really physical, intense, difficult thing. You have to be a true athlete to do it. That might all be true. But at the end of the day, you're just driving. A, like, not that you're just driving a car, but it's not going to impress me the way that, like, 
I don't know, somebody has to. Like the Top Gun guys flying a plane. I guess so, but they're flying a plane because they're like soldiers. These people are just driving a car to go in circle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it might be really difficult for physically for them to do, but to watch. You're not watching anything. You're just watching people. Are you? Are you watching? Like when you're like, watching, nervous if they're gonna crash the whole time. Like, is I that guess part of it, like, when you're crashing? watching a basketball game, or you're watching an Olympic sport, or you're watching, I don't know, I you know, watch it's like a Top Gun when, thing. There's something when, exciting that could happen, when, but when at the Becky, end of the day, you're watching people drive in circles. When Becky and I went to Arizona, I rewatched Talladega Nights. I'm that's just all, like, that's all I have to watch. add about car it's racing. Like, it's like golf. Like you might have to be a well. Sorry, loves the Fast and the Furious movies. Aren't those about I, I, racing? No, no, I don't. First of no, all, those haven't about, been about like, racing since oh, the first movie. Tokyo Nights. Clear what they're Tokyo about. Days. Vlad and I tried to watch nine part nine, and we were about like fifteen twenty minutes. Part, in, part like, nine was hilarious. Okay, and then the last one, which Becky, so we're at South by Southwest, and this movie is in all the programs. And Becky's constantly telling me it is a documentary Amazing. that Eva Longoria Amazing. Amazing. about Flaming Hot Cheetos. It's called Flaming Hot. 100% sure it's a documentary. Like You it cannot is. convince me otherwise. It is not. <laughs> it stars Tony Shalhoub, unless he's the narrator. <laughs> like, I was just like, this is a documentary about the history of Flaming Hot Cheetos. I'm so sure of it. But it's, it's not a documentary. It's just like a... It's a, it's a narrative. It's a biopic. It's like the Blackberry movie or the Nike. Or the Tetris I, movie. I, the I can't, movie. I can't wait. Or the I Uber really... movie or the WeWork movie. Oh, there is an Uber movie. I was like, you're just, you're funny. No, there there is. is an Uber movie. I want the Scope mouthwash movie. Like, what are the other things we oh, could like, have Right, movies? like the other things. Oh, let's make a list. Of easy Cheese movie. Stories. I want the Easy Cheese movie. Oh, um, Seinfeld's doing the Pop-Tart movie. That's close. But that's a documentary. Um, that's close. No, that's a narrative also. And then I guess there's all those Steve Jobs Becky, movies that, that are also about. Is that a no, narrative? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's 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 made up. It's like a made up fake rivalry between Kellogg's and Post about creating the first Pop Tart, which it sort of like vaguely happened, but they like wrote a. Oh, so that's also a narrative like movie. A satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a it's like they made up the story. All I'm saying I, is. Okay. The Food That Built America documentary has a lot of this stuff in it already. That's really funny. I, I do want to see Wait. Air, though. That looks like a very cool story. Oh, well, Mom like and Dad said it was really good. I heard so. only good things. Josh yeah. said it was great, too. He loved it. I really want to see it. Of course, Josh loves marketing things. Ma- right. Then it's like, marketing he's people That's look his like, algorithm. Like they're saving the world. Right. Oh, there's a um, McDonald's movie. What? With the founder? Yeah. yeah that's that's a cool movie. That's a very heavy, Michael dark Keaton. movie. That's great, Michael Keaton movie, but it um, is intense. But I want to doesn't make see you want to eat McDonald's. Those so bad. I want to. That's. But I'll tell you, not right now. My stomach is not. No, um, my stomach needs I, some like okay. broth, some like but chicken don't soup, you, and that heating pad. Don't you agree that the like zeitgeist like MVP movie of the summer is going to have to be Barbie, right? I think that's your best zeitgeist like that. So that, that's yeah, a good segue into a, our next but, question, which was which movie, of, which movie coming out this summer will be like the, the MVP, movie of, like, right, either like the movie box office or zeitgeist or whatever. Mission Impossible. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, I think I like, I, no, I'm with Lillian betting on Barbie that Barbie's Barbie, going to have that I feel like cult. It's such a, no, it's so, because it's so Tom exciting. Cruise and you have Top Gun from last 
year. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying box office. I'm saying zeitgeist. You literally just need box office as one of your criteria. No, I said and or zeitgeist. I just feel like the movie that everyone will be talking about is got to be Barbie. This yeah. What can Mission Impossible do at this point that will have people like Top Gun? At a certain point, they're just gonna kill Tom Cruise and bring him back to life, but it won't be as like. He'll be doing his own real life stunt. Where they're right, gonna right, 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 right. Him and then be like, "All right, we're gonna murder me." Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that, the last thing to do. That motorcycle thing off the ramp, off the cliff, into the squirrel suit, and he had to film that like eight times. That I people watched that die on doing squirrel suits all the, all time. the time. Like I've watched that on YouTube so many times, and I think like that kind of shit is even more it, interesting than the movie. Which is the isn't there a Mission Impossible where he's being shot into space? Or is that top he, he jumps, he does um like a parachute jump from low orbit. From, that, from yeah, from low orbit from like the in, he needs in like this an one coming up. Or no, the, that was wait, like in, two of them ago. Oh my god, I never even heard of that. Jeez. Yeah, it's so like well, he has to like wear an oxygen mask to do the jump because he's at such high altitude. Okay, all right. So <laughs> yeah, but I think he's we see two run out of outdoing I, himself. It seems that no one no one here is betting on spider-verse recreating the magic of the first one I mean, or indiana jones i just want it to be fun and good i hope they don't like jump the shark on it already like just make something great stick to your true self don't get too cocky you that know what i have to say so brilliant about... i've seen it now seventeen thousand times with my kids i want to say one so more good. thing about barbie which is that i feel like there was a lot of criticism online for ryan gosling being too old for the part but Wasn't when you watch the I ignore preview, any criticism of Ryan Gosling. I always thought we, Ken not, was like 45 listen. when we were little. Okay. And also, first of all, and I'm not like some massive, like I like Ryan Gosling. I'm not like, I'm not like here to defend him. But what I'm saying is that when you watch that preview and you see how hilariously he embodies the idea of Ken, he's timeless. It doesn't matter how old he is. It, yeah. That's he, a stupid just, thing he to just say. He like, it so perfectly. If you don't think he's the, the right the Ken, that's your business. But to say that he's too old. The doll is like 60 years old or 70 years old. Like, who cares? At least. At I least. love the part in the preview where she's like, did you bring your rollerblades? He's like, I, I literally. The, I love the part in the preview where he's like, okay, but then like, if we go back to your house, then what do we do? And she's like, I don't know. No. <laughs> or whatever. No, it's the other way around. She's like, we go back to do what? He's like, I have no idea. I have no Boyfriend, idea. girlfriend stuff. What is that? I have no idea. I just love that. It's so good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So excited. Uh, and I'm excited that Simu Liu is in it. Um, All right. I'm... So then, what what's going to be the most surprising one? What's going to surprise people this summer? I'm rooting for Turtles to Turtles to be Turtles. the Spider Verse of like this us. summer. You have people like us that are so excited for it, and then but I think it's going to open up a whole new generation to Turtle fans. So mm. I think that's going to. Lily, be great. what about you? Sure. I'll go with that. Lily didn't know it existed. Yeah, I had no idea. And is there something that we haven't talked about that you are most excited for? No, Barbie. That was the only movie I thought was coming out this summer. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely talked about it. Beck, James Cameron doesn't have a movie coming? Yeah, Beck. They, no, I keep getting these things on my feed Avatar. that they have these like 3D photos of the Titanic that they've cre- recreated, recreated and I keep, in this new in this right new, this like technology and stuff. I'm not and I'm like, like some I'm, huge Titanic, right? And I almost always want to send them to Becky, being like, "Look, Becky, they discovered more things about the Titanic." And then like I remember a, she just likes the movie. 
She's I just um, like James Cameron. So, oh, Shai, your kids have never seen Titanic, and I did offer to watch it with them. They they've been asking me about it, and I said well, the night that we watch it, you'll watch it with them because I will I'm come not over going watch to watch it with them. I cannot sit through that again. Um, once was enough. Can. Um, so it'll be like my fifth viewing. <laughs> Six. So, oh, there's there's other things on your list. I realize now. Asteroid City. Yeah, I just didn't put everything something? in the. You, yeah, yes, you were encouraged. Asteroid to read. City. I'm. I'm definitely. You know, curious for, excited for, because I love me. I worry it's going to be another one of his where it's substitute over yeah. style. Is it, it going to look like AI Wes Anderson made Wes Anderson? That's so funny. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to see Fast like, X tomorrow, so I didn't put it on here because that's Oppenheimer makes me very nervous. Anxious. Yeah, yeah, very we didn't talk about Fast X, but you are going to. While you're seeing that, I'm going to be seeing Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, wow, everybody's going to the movies. That's interesting. Now let's just talk. I want to talk about two streaming things. One is Heart of Stone is coming with Gal Gadot in August. She plays Rachel Stone, a CIA MI6 something or other Netflix movie. I think her Netflix movie, the one that I saw, Red Letter, Red Letter Office, whatever it was called, was... Uh, Red Note? No. Red Note? Red Note? Mm, no, I didn't see it. Red <laughs> Red? Anyways, oh. anyways that one was better than most. There's a new show, though, Becky, that I can't believe you haven't already binged with your husband. It's called Fubar. It's starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. We haven't. We haven't We have not had a lot of time to watch shows. He's been working a lot. He's working at night a lot. So we have not been watching a lot together. We've been very slowly getting, making our way through Barry. And that show is fucking weird this season. It's I have so to wait till the whole thing comes out before I finish it. It's very stressful to watch. It's not like a good show to watch right before bed. Um, okay. But that, Fubar is on my list. All right, Lily, what are your shout outs and recs? Um, I wanted to shout out to Jude Harris's um, Substack, which is, so this is um, text shy. It's not a video or movie. He subscribed but... before you did. But um, very, very beautiful, interesting, honest essays um, that I, I guess will be published over the year. There's one published now um, or posted now. And it's just like very, I found beautiful. And and just, and our listeners yeah. will know, Jude, because we have uh, we have done we have covered two of her and Krista Fatka's amazing films. Uh, gay haircut and then funny, funny face. face um yeah and it's just um a like very intense but also vulnerable and funny account of her gender reassignment surgery which is like very personal thing to share and um does it in such a funny funny honest way and i'm very curious to keep reading uh anything that she writes so i highly recommend subscribing to that um which you can do through instagram and then i haven't very, watched very much it's taken me like two weeks to get through creed three and i don't know if it's just like i keep watching it in sections or it's not that good maybe it's not that good what is this creed three the <laughs> boxing movie like like i like michael b jordan cool. maybe it's the problem is that i didn't watch it in one sitting 
I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it as much as the other Creed movies. Yeah, maybe it's also because, like, since the Jonathan Major stuff has come out, I'm, like, a bit seeing it through different eyes. I don't know. It's a little bit harder. Like, I saw it before that had come out. Yeah. And so I still really wanted to see it. And, like, Michael B. Jordan directed it. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to not watch it. But um, maybe I should have not watched it. I don't know what the rules are. Um, There are other people in that movie. Including Michael right. B. Jordan, who directed not it, his, right? Can't, it was his directorial debut. I don't believe you can. Um, I don't believe you can. So got the whole movie, right? So, anyways, but um, love boxing. It's just kind of annoying to watch with my husband, who just is like nobody knows how to box in this movie. <laughs> so it's annoying. Um, loving like deep into selling sunset i even turned on just to watch the houses but then got sucked into the story like selling beverly hills with this mexican jewish guy who started the most famous becky agency in la okay for the most famous if it's like the most famous he says it's the most famous it doesn't even like oppenheim doesn't even hold a candle to his agency and he's married to a real housewife and it's all about his family being involved in the real estate so i went in just for the houses and then accidentally got sucked in some like some drama (laughs) and then i was like "Ah, i can't take on two of these shows never mind i have to turn this off um but i can see how it's addictive and then on Hen Drachman's, the wonderful filmmaker's uh, suggestion, I started Mrs. Davis, which uh, is pretty fun. I feel like, Shai, you're going to Which stars Betty Gilpin, by the way. I, yeah. yeah. You said somebody else like two weeks ago. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I meant Betty Gilpin. Okay. Who did I say? I have to go back and look. I think oh, it's Betty Gilpin. It is Betty Gilpin from It Glow. is Betty Gilpin. You definitely said some. Maybe that other person is in it. I don't know. Margot Martindale's in it. She's Margot awesome. Martindale. Um, so yeah, so that's all I got for you. you got nothing else. Um, I finished all of Selling Sunset of this season. I'm so excited for the next season. I I always am like, it's too much drama, but I just love Is the character so much. Yeah, I know. Is it I too know. much drama though? Like, probably not. Yeah. I yeah. really, really want to though, because you know, I've done this Georgetown facilitation course. I really just want to be like, I feel like I should be facilitating I, I, some of I, these I conversations agree. and doing some like really good, you know, team building stuff with the agents. I feel like I we could make such good progress by just having like a couple of sessions with them, you know, because it's like, not only is it very toxic, but there's nobody knows how to manage this company feelings whatsoever. Um, or be professional, but they, they talk a lot this season about only speaking facts and only telling the facts. But <laughs> I also think one of the problems is that that word doesn't mean what they think it means. Facts. facts. <laughs> Maybe they should have Jody Comer help them. Cause that's who Lily said was in. Oh, is that who Mrs. I said? Davis. That's all oh, right. Oh, Cause on the poster, it looks like her. That does look like her a lot. Um, right. You're right. It does. Yeah. Um, And then. Guys, I feel like we should have. I know Shai's not going to watch it, but he really, really should. We could do. I could do a whole episode just on Jewish matchmaking and how much I love that show. I'll watch, watch one the, episode okay. of it I gotta just so we can do episode. something on our show about it. Just watch the first episode. I this woman, Aliza, is so delicious. She's such a wonderful dukma, a great example, and to people. And she, it's like the extreme opposite of Selling Sunset. It's someone who very lovingly tries to help people through, you know, a difficult period in their life trying to find love. So it's more queer eye vibes. Yeah, like way more, but 
you know, but like the Jewish Yenta version. And, and it's just delightful. And I have to tell you, like, I think as far as representation goes, it really shows a wonderful spectrum of Jewish life and Jewish living in the U.S., in Israel. Um, and and it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I liked it a lot. That's cool. All right. So my recommendations are very weird. Most of them are not TV related, although so I got another COVID shot. And uh, that basically makes me feel like I have COVID for three days at this point. So I've been drifting in and out of sleep for a few days. uh, Just watching, I always go back to wrestling documentaries in these days. First, I watched on Peacock Macho Madness, which is just a greatest hits video from the 80s or 90s of Randy the Macho Man Savage. Then I listened to an episode of Wrestling with Bruce, something Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. He was a, anyways. I listened to that episode of about the Macho Man. And then I've been slowly watching some of the pay-per-views from the 80s, like the Royal Rumble from 1989 and the Survivor Series from 1988. Uh, But those are not my recommendations because I don't know who would want to watch them that listens to this show. Um, My actual recommendations, but those are things you can at least stream. Uh, So, because these are the other things I'm going to recommend are not streamable. One is Beetlejuice the uh, Musical. Deeply inside the, I just feel like we're going deep inside the mind of Shy with your like COVID shot wrecks and <laughs> COVID shot. Yeah, well, some, sometimes people need to know. Hmm. Uh, Beetlejuice, the musical we saw, and um, uh, it so no one should see it thinking it is anything like the movie, other than the like visually and and it, oh, it's a couple of the musical notes. There is almost other than the fact that the Maitlands are dead. And they live in the house with these people. There's almost nothing that's the same as the source material. And they call that out opening in the opening at the beginning of the play. But I didn't realize, realize how much now. So once you separate that, you just look at it for a musical that hits the beats of a musical. It's really fun. Everybody liked it. But for me, the big standouts were a visually for a touring show. It was especially it was really cool, really beautiful, really fun. Tim Burton-y look to it. But the leads, one woman who played Lydia Isabella Esler, holy moly! Oh, awesome! That's like, oh, Chris, like seeing. I felt like I'm seeing young Christina Ricci or what's the other one that's one on a writer, Ortega, Jenna Ortega, yeah. like that yeah. level of talent. And then this guy, Justin Collette, plays Beetlejuice, and he is hilarious as Beetlejuice. He's not like Michael Keaton, he's his own version well, of it, but he's better. He's, but I would say like that's two people that I, I if they make the transition to screen, I'm going to watch anything that they are there in. Um, saw Blink-182 live. It was a lot of fun. Great band. Kids and the kids got on the Jumbotron. So cool. cool. So much fun. Went to see the Avid Brothers with Becky. Oh, and, yeah. That was very special. And I had I only heard one of their songs before after all these years. And that's just a band that I think seeing them live was was really what I needed to do to understand that band and and they were amazing live and they're doing a three night stand in Virginia. And the night we saw was the night they played the songs I wanted to hear. Cause I looked at the set list for the other nights. Oh, cool. And they did not oh, yeah. play kick drum hard on those other nights. So. <gasps> oh, and it was we such an to. incredible version of kick drum heart. Cause they actually made it a medley with a really different song and they started and, with vanity and then they went into kick and, drum heart and, and, and then and, back. And they did a really long show because they only did one song encore for that show. The song we left, like as we were walking out, like that was the encore. Whereas other shows they've been doing like four songs. So we didn't miss any of the show. 
And then the show of the moment is Adam F. Goldberg's Muppets Mayhem. Oh my God, I forgot. We binged that this weekend. You watched the whole thing? We have two left. I mean, yeah, we haven't finished it. Where can you watch it? Disney Plus. It is incredible. And I have to tell you, sorry to interrupt, Shai, but what's been the best part of that show is that my five-year-old is so into the music she gets up and dances, and then she wants to hear the songs afterwards, and it's really helped us explore a whole new catalog of music together. So the Muppets was always about music. So many musical numbers in the original show. The other thing is Adam F. Goldberg, he understands these things in a way and knows how to translate them to screen in a way that other people, I just don't think, know how to do it. He's amazing at capturing the parts that people are connected to in their heart. And the other thing I would say about this is that here's an example of they took the coolest side characters and made something amazing about them. And everything we've learned about them has been awesome. And I contrast that to like Boba Fett, which I would say like Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are as cool, if not cooler than Boba Fett um, in, in the Muppet verse. But like every everything we learned about Boba Fett in his TV show, it's like, did we really need to learn that? Whereas in Muppets Mayhem, it just has made me love all the characters more. And I, I, I now not only do I want to see more Muppets Mayhem, but like, can we get a Sweetums spinoff? Can we get a yeah. Pigeon Space spinoff? Like, what else can we get? So that was, that was that, that, that's been amazing. All right, Lily, where can people follow you? FNM Sisters on the gram. Becky, where can people follow you? At the FNM Teddy Graham sisters. <laughs> and you can follow me at Pancake on the Number Four Table. All the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie or FridayNightMovie.com. Theme song is by What Does It Eat? Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Movie, the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast. Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Friday Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FridayNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.